interviews coming up man oh yeah i can tell i think you need to add a scarf Ooh, a scarf yeah <laughs> yeah it's cold 85 degree november weather yes very yeah. very frigid all right everybody we are here with bull diego from bolilos buffalos uh all the way from astoria spain yeah yep studios is spain I, I should know, for God's sake, right? You would think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you all the time that I'm from the studios. <laughs> a studios. See, I feel so fuck it up. But yeah, uh, close enough. We'll, we'll edit it. Uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, man, we've had we've had some cool conversations. Uh, you were in Spain, and then you went to Mexico, and then came here, and you've been... How long have you been in Austin now? When I came here in 2014, like, means six years... But I was living one year and a half in LA. So basically, yeah, five years living in Texas, in Austin. That's right. I forget you went out to LA for a little stint there and you played out the whiskey. You kind of had a band. I guess you got some musicians kind of all over that you can call upon, right? You got guys still down in Mexico, even Texas, LA. Man, in Spain, yeah, I think I have a chapter in every country the Spaniard band, the Mexican band. And then American band, I have the LA guys and the and the Texas guy, but don't say anyone. But the Texas is my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> cool, we'll edit that part out. I love everything, Paul. So <laughs> every chapter is my. It sounds like you sound like a badass when you can say you have like chapters, right? The Buffaloes have chapters. Spain, Mexico, well, chapter, LA chapter. I was hanging out too long with bikers, so now I call them <laughs> chapters. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense for that. Because I was thinking of Black Label Society, right? And Zach Wilde, yeah. LA chapter. But in the old days, uh, the 50s guys, Chuck Berry, Little Richard, all those guys, when they were traveling, they used to hide the band in the cities that they go. So they, they have a, a band there and playing with them. And that's what obviously is better when you playing all the time with the same band to create some chemistry and magic. But it's good to have different chapters in, uh, in other places. Hey, you have your roster that you're familiar with and you got a chemistry with the musicians you played with them before. That's always nice and definitely comfortable for you as the front man to know that your backing band is someone you know and have played with. But that works, I think. Uh, we've talked about that and whether it be with the sort of the traveling Broadway type shows, uh, you know, musical productions or, or bands. And like, in fact, we were talking about Chuck Berry recently on the last podcast mm -hmm. or wait, whatever the fuck podcast. And, uh, I don't know what it was. <laughs> I'm stupid, but they, the, uh, about, I think he would just show up and it's like the band's like, you need to know every one of my fucking tunes in every key. 
and and I walk out on stage and just tell you what to play and you do it. And that's how Bull is. He's he's really just very mean and he just yells at the band. <laughs> like Johnny be good. Right? Well, actually, actually he has done that. Johnny be good, go. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mean. I don't mean. You, you know I'm a nice guy. I, I, I was I telling could be mean. I could be mean, but I'm trying I, to be nice. Excuse me. I'll, I'll bull. I got to tell the how we met story now, actually, that we speak of it because the first time I met you was definitely, it, it was very, I got a very different impression from what I've, you know, I know you now, but you're drunk as hell. So, you know. Oh, yeah. I remember. <laughs> well, I don't remember. In fact. No, you don't remember. You, you don't remember at all. But I mean, it, uh, yeah, I would hate to see you mean because how, I mean, you're what, six, eight? How big are you? Six, 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 six. <laughs> But the funniest thing, like uh, one week before, uh, someone that, that I thought, that I went to introduce myself and said, yeah, I met you in a party. You were drunk as hell. Holy, everybody remember that party. But it was five years ago. And it, I never was as drunk since I came to the United States. <laughs> that night was the top one. And everybody remembers, except me. Yeah, no, it was pretty classic because I had heard your name. I had heard about you, and I don't think I had met you or run into you in, until that party, which was out at Mesa Recording Studios. And, um, yeah, and you were just really, really him. <laughs> Can I tell the story? <laughs> yeah, for girls, man, of course. <laughs> and it's, it's really funny. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, everybody knows that you you love hipsters, right? You love the Austin hipster hipster crowd, right? Oh, I don't like hipster or hippies. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where the story, this is the launching point for the story. So Bull comes out and I'm like talking with some some friends and everything. And he walks, he just walks up and he's just some guy. And he's like, I, he was saying, I don't know what you were saying, but you were like, basically just says to this dude, you look like little hipster man. <laughs> I was like, who the fuck is this guy? But uh, someone told me that I was hitting on his girlfriend before. So the, and, the, and then the guy, the guy became to be pissed off with me, obviously. And then I told him that I promise the people that are listening this, I'm a nice guy and I respect everybody. I was very, very intoxicated. So <laughs> I'm sorry. But everybody <laughs> told me about that story that I called him hipster. And I don't know even who he is, but uh, well. Yeah, I mean, I, I was like, oh, who the fuck? What was funny is because then I was like, well, I knew who you were. So then I was like a little later in the night, I was like, hey, yeah, I've heard about you through Rob or something. I went to shake your hand and you were just like, I don't even think you knew anyone was there. You were just like beelining for another drink or, you know, puke yeah. in the pool or something. But no, that was, uh, and then, so there was that. And then, uh, and then we became acclimated, I guess maybe a couple years later, right? And I, I kind of forget, was it because I, Played on road less was, track, but yeah, I was recording a uh, 2017 the uh, album Animal, and you were re you recall Roll This Trouble, the, the main song in the album. So and then we start to be becomes to be friends and partners. And you've had, I mean, you've had a few different uh, rosters of musicians. So that album, was there anyone from the current band that recorded on that album? Was Costamos on that one? No, uh, Jonas. Well, Jonas, Jonas couldn't record the album because he was touring with another band, and I don't remember what what, what he's doing. So Tony Valdez, that he used to be the right. uh, Tony did the he recorded the bass. Stepped in Roll Trouble that Jonas did. So and Tony and Jonas they are still in the band. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's so I mean, Jonas is the official bass player, and Tony, when Jonas can do it, Tony, Tony always there, and both they do a great job. I think Robin said that, or we talked about it. I had forgotten that Tony tracked most of that album. It's kind of funny how Jonas and I tracked on The Road Less Traveled and then ended up being in your band. Um, but yeah, yeah. You had Tony on there, and then Will Knack did the guitars on, on that whole record. Yeah, yeah, he did an amazing job. He's a great guitar player. So he was uh, in, he recorded half, I think I did all the Riemann's guitars and he did all the leads and the slide guitar and a kind of Riemann's too in just one day. Yeah, monster player, man, great player. Yeah, he's a great player, yeah. Um, and um, so that was Animal in 2017 and then you had done a couple of albums in Spain before that. So take us back. When was the first Buffalo's album? Uh, tell, tell us about those prior albums. Was the, the first album came out in 2009, but uh, we recorded like two years before as a demo because uh, I was trying to put... Uh, in those days, it was almost impossible to put an album out if you are not in a, in a record label. So I get a good contact with a heavy metal uh, record label in Spain. So they, they, uh, they said, record a demo and send it to me. So we record the demo and uh, finally they, nothing happened with them. So I kept, I kept the songs and 2000 later, two, two, sorry, two years later, I record the rest of the album and put it, we put it out in 2009. And so, and I remember this, uh, we will talk about that. Um, Caffeine Rock and Roll was the first track in the album, that is one of my favorite songs, and uh, I get hooked with a record label, uh, independent record label. But then they didn't want to put out that song. They told me there was it's too rock. They well, we are a fucking rock and roll band. Why are you expecting? Said, yeah, that's is is the most rock song in the album. So he keep insisting, and he want to launch a pop rock uh, single, and they did it. So finally, I broke with them because I didn't like that. And uh, the song never, the, the pop rock song never hit anything. However, Cafe New Rock and Roll, we did pretty well with that song. This is still one the, the best song in. I don't want to say the best song, but uh, it gave me more credit than other songs. I mean, it's catchy. It's kind of one of your signature tunes. It's a staple of every show. The crowd sings along. I think you close a lot of shows with it. And is that one of the tunes now that's in the, the TV show, The Mayans? Yeah. Yeah, it was in a, And I remember when the Mayans uh, called me and uh, I said, well, about this song, I said, they put that song in the first episode of the second season. And it was a kind of relief for me because I was fighting with that song during 10 years because I knew that song was good. I knew that song had something. And I felt very bad that the record label didn't use it in the very first time. So when they called me and they say, we're going to use this one, I was very happy, very, very happy. Do you know that feeling that I was right? <laughs> yeah, justification <laughs> that you knew that in your gut all along and they didn't, didn't listen to your intuition. And sure enough, obviously it was correct that that song is, is definitely, I mean, clearly now, now it's in a national you know, television show here. The, so, both international and international because it's in twenty eight countries. Yeah. Is that you know? Is that show in? Uh, is that even all in English? Or do they speak Spanish in that song too? What's the deal with that? 
Uh, yes, bilingual. It means it's an English TV show. But since uh, well, Mayans is the spin-off of Songs of Anarchy. So the Mayans, they are a Mexican-American uh, biker uh, motorcycle club. And so they speak English most of the time, but sometimes they speak in Spanish during the show. So since we do the same in Bullos Buffaloes, we sing songs in English and Spanish, and we do a lot of rock and a lot of biker style. Uh, I think uh, that was one of the reasons that the Mayans speaking songs. I learned a Spanish word from being in your band is E. E. <laughs> and... <laughs> Road less traveled, and I was just like singing it wrong because I didn't know what you were saying. And then, Uh, no, I I, I don't remember what song it was, but Victor told me that he met you in a Spanish classroom. I didn't know that. So, this is kind of always make fun about my accent. So, I I need to hear him (laughs) talking in English. I think, I think, uh, whenever you guys play again, just just talk to Skunk in Spanish, He's, he's very fluent. Yeah, in well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have a very thick accent, but it's not because I'm from Spain. It's because I, I learned English in Texas, you all. <laughs> so, <laughs> well, see, now I just want you to impersonate hipsters. <laughs> <laughs> I was very impressed because when I moved, when, when I left, Spain, my idea was living in Los Angeles, in LA. And then I went there. I left, uh, I was I was born and raised in Madrid, uh, sorry, in Asturias, but I moved to Madrid. I was living 11 years in Madrid, and then I moved to Los Angeles with only the tourist visa that only allows you to stay three months. So I was doing networking, searching, enjoying the country. Uh, and then I had to leave because my visa was about to expire. But I didn't want to come back home. So I went to Mexico uh, for another three years. <laughs> so I was living in Mexico three years. And then when I came back to the United States and I get the artist visa, that is the visa that I have, the, the music, when I'm doing music, I went to Austin. And so I, uh, I didn't know too much about Austin. And then, you know, it's Texas. I thought I'm going to find a like, super tough, Cowboy guys, rock and rollers, Southern rock. And then, don't get me wrong, I love the city and I love the Bible. Man, I saw thousands of hipsters, like, like, a, like more, than, more than Madrid. And they say, what is going on? But, and then, but, but well, it is a pretty cool city. I love it. For that reason, I'm still living here, even with the hipsters. Uh, so are you still, do you still go out to LA sometimes? Uh, what's, when's the last time you were out there? I mean, I guess January and, and playing with Gibson. So, I mean, let's talk about that. Some cool things that have happened recently, getting, obviously having some songs in the Mayans TV show. How many songs have been played in that show now? Three, three, uh, two in the first episode and one in the last episode, which is the, the, the most important episodes. And is so there, there, there are three. Is there another season? Is that our, in a season three coming out already? Or yeah, the thing is because the COVID, they stopped the production, they stopped filming. Oh, but well, 
they never started to film till the one month ago. They call me, they text me, they send me an email. They say, we are going to film again. That season is happening for 2021. And we're probably going to use one of your trucks again. So I was very excited and very happy. And um, well, I hope it's not 100% sure, but I hope they're going to use them again. for Different songs, obviously, but... uh, We'll see. Yeah, it is happening. Now they are filming the third season and it's happening for 2021. Yeah, and so you mentioned the album Animal that came out in 2017. And then since then, there's been a couple of singles. Uh, were either of those in the minds? There was uh, Asta Muerte and Preacher. Uh, uh, Till Death Do Us Part. Uh, yeah, Till uh, Death Do Us Part and the Preacher will have to lie. The scam and head and did the guitars. <laughs> and, um, those, I was very sure that the, they're gonna use it. They didn't use it yet, but I think those songs fit perfectly. Fit perfectly in the show. That one reason that you wanted to get in the studio and do those songs was because of of you kind of thinking along those lines, right, and writing that. Yes, when when I. When I start negotiating with them, and they told me that uh, you have a very unique style that singing English and Spanish in the same song, and uh, with that biker rock and roll vibe, uh, it is difficult to find all together. So, do you have anything besides the, the songs that you send me? Do you have more? They will no, but I can. So, I I was very inspired about the show, and then uh, I start writing those songs. The, the preacher will have to lie uh, till death do us part, and then and we recorded it, and we sent it to them. Oh well, the thing that happened with those two songs, when we sent them to them, the the song uh, the show was already done. For that reason, they didn't hit the show. They used a couple of songs for my second album, but maybe for this album, uh, they're gonna pick it. Yeah, and then there was a video shoot for um, Till Death Do Us Part, which was personally something yeah. that I enjoyed, even though there was, even though it was, it was standing around for hours and hours. There were lots of snacks, so I did like that part. A lot of cheese. <laughs> a lot of cheese. And it shows, was that was that pretty recent? I think you were doing a shoot. Was that the uh, the video? Oh, no, that was uh, the salt. We just did a video for. Right. Um, the- 2019 was that the uh, January January 2019. So there's a pretty cool story about that uh, the video because uh, the song "Till Dead Do Us Part" talk about it's a Western rock ballad. Talks about uh, you know a bride that was she was killed uh, during the wedding. So the cowboy uh, came back every year in the Day of the Dead to meet with her. So all that, that's, that's the song about it. So I, I wanted a Catholic church to shot the video. It was very difficult to find not uh, someone that... I went to San Antonio, to the Spanish missions. So they asked me for a lot of money. And uh, it was a crazy story talking with the preachers there and everything. So I think it was in Christmas, or I don't remember. I, ha- I was in a party. So... In the party, there was a preacher. He said, I have a church. Oh, you have a church? He said, yes, well, I need a church. (laughs) 
They said, well, come back on Sunday, and uh, if you like the chart, maybe you can use it. So I went there, and I loved the chart. And uh, these people were extremely nice with us, so they didn't charm me. We, we, uh, they say, we support art, we support artists, we support music. You, you are free to, to use the chart. That's awesome, man. That's so cool. And that money and, was able to go to snacks, which was great. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, we eat a lot of it. Victor, these guys, they made, I was trying to be nice, and, uh, and I brought a badass catering, but I bought a lot of cheese. I'm from Spain, man. We, we eat a lot of cheese. And so these guys, they were complaining. They were, what the hell? Now, what, <laughs> hey, I, I definitely was not complaining. I was like, this is badass. I mean... Granted, no, I'm not complaining. Make it's a making jokes. Shoot, we're we're like okay, we're we're filming at eight p.m. and then we film at two two a.m. But there was a lot of uh, yeah. dude. I'm I'm pretty easy, man. There was a lot of cheese and cured meats and chips and. Well, the thing is, we we want to create. I think uh, you probably remember the uh, uh, how say that in English atmosphere 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 yeah the yeah of uh, with candles. The lighting was candles, so I have to buy 500 candles. So we, we need to set it up all those 500 oh, candles was, and light I, it. Production, I mean, I understand. I Actually, fast forwarding to, and that video turned out great. I mean, it's awesome. But um, fast forwarding to what the one Victor just mentioned, the, the new single, which is going to be coming out on, the, is it the 25th, right? Tell us about that song. Well, uh, the song is called Alone with the King that is talking about Elvis Presley. So during the lockdown, just after the lockdown, I was uh, camping in Georgetown in the lake. So when I left the camping, I turned on my truck and I was about to go home and I said, well, let's go to Memphis. <laughs> Literally, it was like that. I didn't plan it at all. So I checked it out on the website that Graceland just reopened it. So I drove there, like, uh, I don't know, 600 miles, 700 miles from Austin to Memphis. And I was very excited. I'm a huge fan of Elvis Presley, like huge. All my life, I, I, I wanted to visit uh, Memphis and Graceland. So I went there very early on a Wednesday after the lockdown. So nobody was there, absolutely nobody. I thought was closed. So I was talking, but the people was there with the ticket. They say, is this open? Oh, yeah, yeah. So I thought I have to wait like one hour or two to waiting for people. But suddenly there were two girls at the entrance of Graceland. Say, are you coming or not? I said, well, yes, me? Yeah, of course, by myself. Yeah. <laughs> so then they opened the, the Graceland doors. And I was like, all right, this is happening. And they closed the doors and I was there. Yes, myself, in fucking Graceland. So I was very excited. I took a lot of pictures that I was shaking, like, you know, and I, I took my time. I was like almost one hour in every room, in the kitchen, and everywhere, taking pictures, videos. And it was a very special moment for me. Uh, and definitely a couple of things happened when I went to. And I was so excited that I forget the grave. But if you, if you were in, in Graceland, you, you have, at the end, when you are leaving, in the meditation garden, they call it like that, which is the place that Elvis is buried. They have the, the grave, and suddenly I saw the grave, and, and it was a very, very special moment. I, I did my 
talking and everything. Uh, I gave him a present, that a bracelet that I have, that I used for the live album. And it was the same bracelet that Elvis was using in special Comeback 68, the concert. Well, there was a lot of crazy things there. And I was literally one day with a headache because it was too much for me. And they say, I need to write about this. I really need to write about this. And I, I talked to myself, damn, I was alone with the king. That's the title of the song. And then I came back to Austin and I started writing the song. And then Scam Manhattan show up with the badass riffs and everything. So we put um, um, Jonas with the bass and Costamos with the drums. Rob Hinton did all the production. And it, it turned out a pretty cool song. I love it, man. I think it's a, a really cool song. And it, the, it, it was sort of like, uh, I kind of joke around with my fiance about it. It's just like one, one minute, it's just like, oh, we, we hadn't talked in a while. And, you know, and all of a sudden it's like, hey, we're doing a new song. It needs to be ready Tuesday. I forget what I was even out there for. I, I was out at Mesa for something. And I was, and you know, he was like, yeah, bull was out here and we scratched the new tune. I was like, oh yeah, let me hear it. And, and then like from that moment on, it was just like, and recorded the next week and boom, 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 you know, and then the video, which back to the video thing, that was probably the smoothest video shoot I've ever seen, man. It was like smooth sailing, get in, get out, had a blast, looked great. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to see the video, man. It was a lot of fun doing it. That, I, I love it too. Well, uh, the thing is, Kara, Kara Bliss, uh, Kara Bliss McGregor, uh, she's a singer, uh, she's an actress, and uh, she's great. She, she, she's, she's super good. Um, I was in her home, and I was looking for an Elvis impersonator for the for the for the video. And I said, "Do you know Elvis impersonator?" Uh, well, yes, but my ex-husband. All right, <laughs> everything's gonna be. Uh, so why? Why you need Elvis? Uh, they said, well, I'm writing this song, blah, blah. So suddenly she told me, well, there is a fantastic theater from the 50s. Well, the theater is from the 30s, but it was remodeled in the, on the 50s here in Lockhart, Texas. And I think you will love it. And maybe I can get it. So, well, man, I went to the theater two days later and I said, well, this is the place. Because the place is unbelievable. They have the lighting. They have all the 50s curtains all the vintage pipe, everything. So I love it. And then um, I asked her to be the director or the art director. So that way I can be more relaxed in doing the performing and everything. And it was very easy recording. You were there. It was very easy recording, very fast, very smooth. Uh, we had a lot of fun and uh, it turned out pretty well. too. Yeah, it was awesome. Because I mean, I, most of the time it's just like, you're like, okay, cool. So 9 a.m., uh, we want to shoot by 10, blah, blah. And I'm like, okay, so we'll probably shoot by two, two o'clock, maybe be done by four. And I was just like, okay, I have something at like four or five. I was like, and I was expecting to be like, okay, I just, I'll expect to be in Lockhart till three. No, we were done by like 11 or noon at the latest. Yeah. yeah. We finished like, uh, yeah, I think is the very first video clip, video, music video that I recorded before of expected, like, uh, because we only had yeah. the theater till five. So I think we finished at three. Like the, the, the whole band means uh, LBs and, and, and everyone, we finished at three. Now it's uh, obviously post-production, edition, uh, 
protocol correction, all the effects, everything took all, it taken time, but uh, I think it's worth it. And sometimes the thing with this song, obviously, is uh, Elvis tribute, but I didn't, I, I wanted to end the year rocking out. It was a very tough year for everybody, but especially for musicians. So I have more songs, ballads and rock and roll, but I really want to finish the year kicking ass and rocking out. And we're still here. We're still rocking. We're still together. And uh, I think it was a pretty cool story go to Memphis and Elvis deserve it. So uh, it is happening. It is, it is happening. It's kind of an amazing story behind that whole song, the way you kind of, you went there on a whim. There was nobody there. You get to have spend this time at Graceland all by yourself. It's this lifelong dream. You end up writing a song, come back and it all kind of falls into place. Like, Oh, well, I know a yeah. theater and I know there's a theater right here and everything just, falls <laughs> into place, you know, and, and when obviously you guys did a great job because it was like that. I just record and you know, we were talking about that. I, I came back to the camping to write that song and more songs. So I was writing songs with no, it wasn't even a camping, is I was camping in, in a lake. So I wrote the song with no electricity, no cooling water, like just with acoustic guitar and raccoons. <laughs> and that was very, I, I'm writing a song called Raccoon Boogie. So, <laughs> so the. I record a scratch with the guitars and I send it to the guys. I say, um, guys, I know this is a shitty demo, but uh, I know what I want and I know you are the guys. I know you're going to nail it. And they did it. Khan came back with a lot of cool rhythm guitars and solos and same with Jonas and with Costamos and we put it together with Rob Hinton. And it, it was kind of fast and sometimes natural and fresh is the idea. The song is a all the school rock and roll, but it has a lot of different things that make it more interesting. Yeah, that's what I I think I really love about this song is it's I mean it's not that long of a song, but it there's it's 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 a lot of times when I'm learning songs and teaching different songs, it's like and you come across pop songs and old classic rock songs and stuff, and you're like, in on the surface you're like oh yeah verse course and then you listen and you're like wait oh there was that it's all these little neat little things that happen in a three minute time and this is one of those songs where it's like there's a lot of little cool things happening and one thing i think an idea you had that i, I love about this is there's a little moment for everybody like there's a guitar solo, there's a little bass moment there's a there's a drum moment and every time like something comes around like it may be just a little bit different so it's just it stays really really interesting even though it's a simple song yeah, that's, that was the idea, to put in three minutes and 30 seconds uh, bass part, branch part, guitar solos. And uh, when the boys came, it is basically just the vocals and the kick and the bass, because I want to create that uh, loneliness that I was there just by myself, that empty thing, that, uh, me and, and Elvis. <laughs> so I hope the people will catch that idea. Instead, that just singing on the on the main uh, riff. Um. Yeah. So that video. So the video comes out, and the track will be released on the twenty fifth. Right, all the same day. Yeah, twenty fifth at twenty uh, fifth at three p.m. Uh, I, uh, it's going to be on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, 
the single and the, uh, and the video at the same time. So, well, uh, anyone wants to find you, bullylovesbuffaloes.com, that'll have links out everywhere. Um, yeah. You're pretty active on Spotify. Um, I know you're a big, we were talking to someone else about this, Victor. Oh, I think it was Mark Sean for Blackheart Saints was saying he liked TuneCore, and I brought you up because uh, you, you've uh, done some deals. It wasn't TuneCore a sponsor for the live show event at Come and Take It Live? Yes. The good thing about TuneCore, I think the, one of the main things that I still releasing singles and albums with TuneCore is because we have an office here in Austin, Texas. With Amy Lombardy, she's the the girl in charge, and she's great. And when you are talking with her, you are not a number; you are a band. She knows Bullos Buffalo. She knows the bands. You know. So when I only have to pick the phone or send her an email, and every issues or any problem or any questions, she always. And that is gold. It's literally gold because you can be in another companies that are good too. But you are just a number. They don't know you. They don't know you personally. So that thing that we have team core uh, here in Austin and with Amy, I think is great. And in fact, when we did the when we recorded the live album last year, uh, they were sponsoring the the they were part of sponsoring well, the the show, the concert. Yeah. So much. So many things come down to pers- personal relations, man, and just having yeah. Personal relationships, whether it's a rep at a company, um, you know, someone like that, like you said, that you can actually talk to, as a, and you're not just a, another number, uh, and something answered through an email, you know, Q and A kind of thing. Um, so, tell us about some other companies you work with. Um, I was going to wear my Gibson shirt, but I think it's dirty. <laughs> but look, <laughs> what I got back here, bull, the coveted Les Paul that never leaves the house. Oh, that's good. Oh, is, is that the studio that's been uh, the one, man? Like, it, I, have I have you seen that's this? Beautiful. I remember no, that. I one. never saw that guitar, man. Yeah, bulls just like, I never saw it. like I, it can't leave the house. It's it's fallen over, broken the headstock, and it's been run over by a van. Like this whole guitar, this whole guitar was like cracked all the way down here, and the whole part was hanging out. The headstock was like cracked off. And so, I mean, it's had so much surgery. Like, where this entire part was like glued back together. I mean, it was. But so is I, it still functional? I, I is it still functional? Huh? Yeah, <laughs> but it's still functional. You played it, right? Yeah, it's still yeah, and that's the thing. It's been fixed. It'll still play, man. So, and I mean, I love this guitar. You can. I don't know if you can. That's... Probably can't see, but like, yeah, the whole back of the headstock has just been glued back on. It's all cracked and stuff, but but it works and it plays. And I mean, there's man, a guy. That... I had a, someone asked me the other day about a, a guitar repair guy, and I think he actually does, works over at South Austin Music part-time doing repairs and stuff, too. Uh, it's this guy out in Wimberley, and now I'm... Spa- his name is... Uh, oh, shit. Tony or Toby. I'm so bad with names, but, man, he's the guy to go to. If your fucking guitar breaks, hit me up, and I'll refer you to the guy, because he saved my guitar after being run over by a van, for God's sake. Yes, that's, that's, that's a big deal. That is a big deal, yeah. But anyway, back to, <laughs> back so, well, to well, yes, I'm I'm working with with Gibson guitars. Um, uh, I'm. Uh oh. Sponsored by them in the Epic line means that I'm working with some guitars. That anyway, all my relationship is with them with Gibson, but I play Epiphone. So it came natural because um, 
I, I, I've been playing Epiphone for many years. I play another brands too, but uh, I was playing Epiphone for many years. So one of the first meetings that I did when I came to Austin in 2014 or 2015, I think, I went to the Austin Gibson showroom to talk with them. Say, hey guys, uh, I am the bull. <laughs> Who? Yeah, I'm from Spain. And, uh, so the, I play Epiphone and I play Gibson and I'm looking for a sponsorship. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you need to. Prove that you worth it. And then TV, um, festival shows, uh, social media, and then uh, the Mayans and all that kind of things, Whiskey or Go. And then they start sponsoring me. Uh, with Eileen uh, Cret in San Antonio, she was helping me with a, with a deal with them. And uh, honestly, every time that I need anything, is I only have to call them, and next day I have guitars, bass, amps, whatever I need. And we were we play, we were play, we were we, we played. Sorry, we played in the Nam show this year, in 2020, in the Gibson stage. It was one of the best Gibson stage in Nam ever, and it was a uh, scan was there it was unbelievable. That was an absolutely amazing experience. Yeah, it was fantastic. Yeah. And they treat us like a real rock and roll star. We yeah. are no real yeah. rock and roll star. <laughs> like, like, oh, wait. You mean I just walk out from this backstage area and grab a Les Paul of my choosing and start playing? Great. Sounds sounds amazing. But did they have a an uh, uh, assortment of cheese there for you? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing, right? I should have been a total rock star and been like, look, this five-star cuisine buffet and free coffee is just not. This is bullshit. There's no cheese here. I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, and the funniest thing. After party, played... Grove was insane. No, the, 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 everything was insane. By the four days, we were treated uh, like a Billy Gibbons uh, slash... Uh, I don't know. It was so many famous rock and rollers there hanging out with us, or everybody was hanging out together and, and, the, and treated I mean, in the in the. Oh, and treated. Uh, sorry, talk. I talk a lot. <laughs> and you are lucky that I'm not talking. You are lucky that I'm not talking in the Spanish. In the Spanish, I even talk more. <laughs> I'm going to change hats. Keep talking. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. So the thing is, we play kind of early, like uh, noon. And we put a lot of energy on the, in the show. We start with Hammer of Nail. So my contact in LA from uh, Gibson, his name is McLovin. When we finished the gig, a lot of people came to congratulate us. And uh, then a tall guy, kind of tall guy, Came to talk with me. Oh, that was very, very cool. A lot of energy. We didn't expect that so early. But so oh, okay. And then I asked McClovey, well, "Who's this guy? This is he, the president of Gibson." Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> wow. Uh, pretty badass guy. Pretty badass guy. Yeah, it was amazing. And then we were, yeah. Just sitting there, like hanging out and shooting the shit with everybody, you know. 
I was starting to say about, man, I, I mean, it, it was just the whole concert and everything they did was amazing, but fucking seeing Don Felder with Slash, and I don't even remember who else was on stage, all playing Hotel California was absolutely incredible. Oh, man. Uh, and Billy Gibbons, I think. Probably. Yeah, it was, played. it was unbelievable. It was a fantastic party. We have a private table table for us and uh, a lot of cheese, a lot of drinks, and uh, during four days. Beautiful days, and uh, it was a pretty good experience. And I'm glad that Gibson brought back the rock and roll, the rock and roll scene, and uh, the old school rock and rollers. And they were supporting, and they are supporting new bands too, not only big monsters, Slash and Billy Gibbons and Confender. Cool to see is that they've got guys like Jerry Cantrell coming on board. They've got. Adam Jones from Tool was there. They had uh, Snake Sabo from Skid Row had a new signature guitar. They got a lot of these guys, these big, you know, rock. Yeah, not- but then a lot of, you know, I love the the thing they had with the kids playing. They had these younger artists there, and they had several artists. Obviously, yourself, you know, Bull and the Buffaloes, and then they had uh, Jackie Venison and Emily Wolf. And so, I mean, it was a really nice mix of of musicians. Yeah. Darren from um, San Antonio. It's a cool band. I love that band. Who? Probably my accent is is the heroin. No, no, no heroin drug. The hero, a female hero. How say that in English? Oh yeah, yeah. It sounds almost exactly the same. Heroin. Yeah, yeah. Heroin, heroin. Yeah. yeah. This is a San Antonio punk rock band. They are pretty good. They've been around for a while, right? They're they're pretty known. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't realize they were with Gibson mm-hmm. too. They were they were at the Nam show. They were playing uh, the last day on Sunday. I'm never doing this podcast in this hat again. I just did this for you, Bull. <laughs> <laughs> I love that hat. <laughs> I love the cowboy style. I love the. You know, I, I'm pretty in love with Texas culture. I mean, this hat's just been sitting around, and then when uh, when I started playing with Bull, it was just like, I think this hat has found the place. Bull was like, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the, the funniest thing, since I was a kid, when I was 15 years old, I bought my first cowboy boots. Since I was 15, I only wear cowboy boots. And Justin can, can confirm you that. So I was wearing cowboy boots all my life. So it was kind of weird in Spain. Like, what the fuck are you doing with that? The clean is good, but here it's so cool. And I can wear all the things and, and ponchos and cowboy hats. And, and I'm so happy that to be a, <laughs> to be a clean is good movie. <laughs> yeah, I, love, I love the Texas school too. Yeah, that's normal and I love it. Dude. And... Thanks. You've given me some great hand-me-downs, by the way. The what? You've had you get you were like, hey, here's a jacket. You want it? I'm like, sure. I'll just take anything. Oh, yeah. Hey, here, here's a vest. Doesn't fit me. You want it? Sure. I've actually used that <laughs> stuff. I have my jacket for oh, good. my rap guy, and I just wore that vest in a photo shoot, so I'm pretty excited about it. Because I can't give those clothes to the hipsters. I need to give them to the <laughs> rock and rollers. <laughs> and and uh, big guys like you, big guys like you. And people exactly. that appreciate that. I, I can get those clothes. <laughs> I put on all this COVID weight so I can kind of sort of like 
make cl- bulls clothes work now. Actually, man, speaking like the camping and stuff, you're you're getting in pretty good shape, right? You dropped some weight over this whole experience, correct? Yes. Yeah, the thing when I was camping uh, this summer, I bought a canoe. Man, I hope he didn't uh, run into John. Uh, I went to the lake, like uh, driving the what? Well, we had another guest who uh, had a a blowout. Who had a blowout on Town Lake and the UT <laughs> rowing team witnessed it. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, mine was very, very simple. I was just paddling. <laughs> but yet, no, no traumatic, no traumatic uh, witness, uh, eyewitness accounts. Okay, good. But so, yeah, you're doing that like every day, right? Yes, man. It was honestly, it was a fantastic summer because we didn't have gigs. With all this Kuwait and all these things, and uh, I love uh, when I was living in Spain. I had a four by four off-roading expedition company, so I was doing a lot of off-roading in Sahara Desert, North of Africa, Portugal, Spain, uh, south of France, uh, mountains. So I was doing like camping, like primitive camping all my life. So I, I really missed that. So I went there and uh, I bought that canoe and I went every single day with the canoe to the lake. What lake was this? Lake. And I lost 30 pounds. What lake was lake it? Lake Georgetown. Oh, okay. Lake Georgetown. At the north. Yeah, were you? Uh, yeah, you were in Pflugerville for a while, and then you—that's pretty north, man. How far is that from where you're at now, out at Mesa? About forty-five minutes. Yeah, like uh, Pflugerville is like uh, yeah, I live forty minutes from Austin. Yeah, I was in everywhere. I was living three years in South in South Austin. Between South Congress and South First, very close to Sea Boys, uh, one of my favorite places in Austin. I was living in Leander, I was living in Frugerville. Then I went to LA and I was living one year and a couple of months there too. So yeah, moving, moving. Rocking and rolling, man. Yeah, uh, move. Uh, and uh, I think. Well, I was moving so many times in my life uh, from my small town in Asturias to the capital of Asturias, then to Madrid, then to L.A., L.A., Mexico, Mexico, Austin, Austin, L.A. again, then come back to Austin. And I always feel that uh, I would like to live in more places. I would like to live in Nashville. I would like to live in Alaska. <laughs> I hear that, I'm man. Yeah. Serious. Yeah. I think it'd be awesome to... to go to Alaska for a stint. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, some people, I think, are just wired that way where they like to travel. They like to experience different places and go different, you know, do different things. And um, clearly, you're one of those people. I was really looking forward to, you know, if COVID hadn't happened, obviously, we were talking about would have gone to the summer NAM, I imagine. And we're probably where there was talk about doing Sturges, right? Originally. Yeah. Doing that. Have you have you done that before or no? No, but you know, we did uh, Bullet Buffaloes, we did a lot of uh, biker shows in, in Spain and Mexico, especially in Mexico, and here in Texas, uh, a lot of them too. 
Yeah, if I'm cutting you off sometimes, it's because you're the you're t-shirt hot. that you were wearing. Okay, can you hear me now better? Oh yeah. Just a zoom freeze. Yeah, this was the show that we played in. Um, that wasn't League City. Where was it? Near Houston. Freeport. Freeport. Yeah, yeah. And that was actually, um, yeah, that was in September. I guess that we played that and show after that might have been the the live show, which was a year, dude. I I think that was a year ago today. Was the live show at Come and Take It right? It was on the twenty seventh or twenty one or twenty first. I think twenty first, November twenty first. We record the live album in uh, here in, in Austin. Okay, so Vic will put this out tomorrow so that it lines up with what you just said. Yep. After he edits the Zoom fuck-ups. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and uh, I, we put it out on January 2020, but uh, we recorded on November 2019. Yeah, yeah we did. A, we were pretty busy in 2019. I think it was one of the best years ever. Yeah, we, we did a lot of things. San Antonio shows. Um, I don't know, it might have been the we first. Re- well, 2019, we record uh, Till Death Was Part, The Preacher, the video clip. Uh, I get hooked with Gibson. Uh, we record the live album. We won that award for the best oh, yeah. rock and roll but, band. Yeah. For that, yeah. That was a kind of. I remember the story, um, Victor. We won uh, the war of the best Spanish rock band in Texas by the MXD magazine. So they have like a, a wars premiere in uh, Dallas. So we went there to play. It was a kind of sport bar. They have all the equipment and everything. So then the guy said, hey, don't play too loud. What? We, we just won the war of the best rock band. And you tell me you don't play too loud? So no, no, well... Okay, but uh, you know, you always say okay, but you're still playing anyway. So we went to the States, come and have. So, Jonas and then uh, it was a scum Manhattan solo. So, you know, he stopped playing the solo, and I was looking at him, and suddenly he, his guitar disappeared. The, he, he wasn't playing at all. What the f- what's happening? So there was a guy turning down the volume of the amp <laughs> at the same time that he was doing the solo. And uh, what is happening here? And, and then he turned down my guitar too, but I'm totally, totally, no, just a little bit. So it was a very weird show. And then, well, we won the award. They gave us the award. I was talking with the guy. Oh, what, what the fuck was that? And you never... He was playing the solo, and no, we have a problem with the neighbors. And he was a, I, I, I love that guy. I love the magazine, NX, the magazine. It was a funny, and um, and he, that guy, he does a lot of things for the Texas music. He, he apologized as he wasn't his fault. He told me that uh, he couldn't do it in the sport bar that he used to do. They have some problems with the neighbors, so. but it was a funny thing that like. I think, you know, the idea was good and it just, it was just, unfortunately they, you know, it was a, it was a long event, you know what I mean? And they had, I think it was adjacent to like an ice cream shop. (laughs) And I think they were just like families and shit. Like what the hell's going on over there? And so they were freaking out and sound guy 
I think the sound guy just had no idea how to handle it and was just yeah. the pressure of it. And so it's like, dude, you don't in the middle of a fucking song do that though. Like figured like, and we started playing. And so like, it starts out, I think it was like hammer and nail. Right. And it was yeah. kind of, we like kick in and we like, and all of a sudden it's just like, we're all like looking at each other, like, wait, what happened to you? Like we're in like, everything just disappears. It was just really, yeah. really. Wow. <laughs> yeah, really bizarre. And then you turn around, it's like a dude fucking with your amp. Like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was, we had a lot of fun. Yeah, but um, we, was, we were great. super grateful. Like, we are super grateful. About it. it was a fun night. I mean, yeah. Um, and I yeah. believe they had cheese. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, 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 they gave us cheese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, not. I, I know the theme <clears throat> that I forget to mention, and I have to and I want to. It is Lethal Threat Designs. It's a, kind of this this t shirt. That I'm wearing. Oh, uh, yeah. I'm the ambassador of this brand. There is a biker, um, hot rod, and rock and roll brand from New York. So I'm hooked with them. I'm, uh, and they treat us very well too. And in fact, in the live album, we had a huge banner behind of us with a buffalo's head, and um, Lethal Thread made it for us. And, and they gave me a lot of clothes and uh, they have a rock and roll blog they they did an article about us so 2019 was a pretty amazing fantastic year with all these people supporting us and all the crazy things that we did in 2018 the mayans the gibson life album video singles we did a thing is, it, is this okay? I, can you hear me well? Oh, what's weird to me is I feel like you'll 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 talk you're talking and then you'll freeze for a second, but then as soon as I start oh. to talk, you come back. I'm almost. Uh, I go. <laughs> it's like freezing, right, Victor? Like just little mini yeah, freezes. It, it, it may be it may be uh, Rob's Wi-Fi. Maybe Rob is uh, streaming some some pretty large. Rob, Rob. Streaming some, some naughty movies. <laughs> yeah, Rob streaming some naughty movies. <laughs> so you could also just be blowing up a toilet. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm <laughs> yeah, he could. He could be on his phone on the toilet, just just kind of like scrolling, streaming stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, oh man! If he's, if, he, if he's angry with something, for sure we will hear it. <laughs> oh man, Rob, dude. Well. The funny thing about Rob is you'll be you'll be tracking or you know, and we'll take a break. And I'd be like, I'm gonna run to the I'm gonna run to the bathroom for a bit, like <laughs> two and a half hours later. Yeah. <laughs> and he, he comes sweating there. Oh man, <laughs> it's all it's like a John Simpson story. It's always the same thing. Oh, I shouldn't have that, I shouldn't have had that second pizza. <laughs> He's coming sweating like oh man, oh. <laughs> it's too much information, man. Let's keep tracking. Uh, <laughs> oh man, Rob's. I mean, there, there's an elite few. Uh, we've we've had a couple on the podcast already, um, and Rob is definitely in that club. And I don't think he's ashamed of it either about just big guys that <laughs> break toilets. <laughs> don't mind talking about it, but it's pretty goddamn funny. So, yeah, it is. It is normal. This is normal. 
I guess, well, I mean, when you were out camping, Bull, were you just tearing it up in the Hold woods? They it away. <laughs> no, they wasn't. Just <laughs> they had a, awesome a pretty pink camping, new. but they had... <laughs> right in the river. <laughs> also, no, no even one raccoon. Uh, Georgetown water supply pulled <laughs> <laughs> Alive. <laughs> Uh, they had bathrooms. They had bathrooms at the beginning of the of the forest. They have bathrooms. <laughs> God damn it, Rob! Get off your Wi-Fi. <laughs> uh, and I used it. What is the funny story about what I was? Yeah, you, uh, it's okay now. But it's is, not you. It's okay? I mean, I, I think it's Wi-Fi. Because it just it keeps freezing. Well, the thing is, when I was camping, there I have a lot of crazy stories uh, this summer, and uh, I, there there were only twenty eight campsites. So I like the the last ones because I want to be just myself, raccoons and snakes, and all that kind of thing. So mostly of the of the time, I was just by myself in the middle of the forest. But it was a weekend that uh, two guys came there and they camp just in front of me in the in the next campground. So there was a uh, one of them. He, he was just fresh out of jail. He was uh, that night, that day. I'm fresh out of jail. So all, all right, uh, nice to meet you. So and the other guy, uh, the guy that was fresh out of jail was about sixty something, very mellow guy, and another guy with a huge truck with a huge wheels. That this guy was a little more hyper. Is hey, Hey man, it was super Texas accent. Do you want a moonshine? Well, yes. Do you want a bourbon? Moonshine or bourbon? Ah, mix it up, mix it up. So <laughs> I was like, so I, I took a couple of whiskeys with them and then I keep playing guitar. I'm sorry, guys. I would like to join you in this party, but I'm writing songs, whatever. So I was playing the guitar. So the party, this third party, like hours and hours and hours drinking moonshine and whiskey, and they, they become to be very, very drunk. So they want to burn some good, but we were out of good. So the hyper guy took his truck and put it into the forest and started trying to pull off trees. And they said, let's pull off that tree with the wheel like that. And I was like playing guitar like a fucking movie. So <laughs> this, uh, finally, they did it. They pulled off a tree and they put gasoline and they, and they burned it like holy. <laughs> like a, I was like an action movie. And they, I was like an action movie. And they, this stuff's, there is a song for a country guy that I don't remember. That I, I don't remember the name of the of the guy, but they play that song like 100 times. It's a song that I, I like smoking pot a lot. You need to look for I hope these guys haven't been out to California, because if so, I think they're, they're the so. things on fire. <laughs> there was a, there was a yeah, I was impressed. Like, these guys know how to party. <laughs> Pulling trees off and burning with gasoline and moonshine and right, that's my kind of people. <laughs> that's why you came to Texas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds more like the, sounds like more like the Wallen crowd to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's the map. Crazy story. 
Or how is my accent going? You understand everything I say or just a little bit? Man, pretty good. It's funny. Like, you know, sometimes like we'll talk on the phone and I'm going like, ah, what? You know, but like, I think something about seeing face to face. I mean, I can understand you 99% of the time. So I haven't had any problems. Yeah. Yeah. No problem oh. at all. <laughs> I mean, I'm not, I'm not Baracho right now though. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, crazy times, crazy times. So. Alone with the King comes out everywhere on the 25th of this month. And then what's what's after that for Bully Los Buffaloes? I'm writing new songs, and I hope you join me for Keep Writing, and we can write some tunes together. And I would like to record an EP kind of beginning of 2021, February, something like that. And uh, I don't want to release it. just want to keep it and check it out what's going on with the Kobai, what's going on with the world and look for the right way to to put it out and with the right people maybe i'm going to nashville to do a couple of meetings i used to go to to la but i think right now there are more things i think i'm pretty sure there are more things happening in nashville versus la yeah, but Nashville definitely doesn't seem like it's slowed down. That seems to be one of the places that a lot of people are going to. Like, coming from California, I think people are either coming to Texas, uh, surrounding area too, but like Nashville is another one I've heard a lot too. Yes, a lot of people are moving to, well, definitely most of the California are moving to Texas. Well, musicians in LA or producers, uh, engineers, and many years and they are moving to nashville and in fact gibson headquarters used to be in la and now it's in nashville so well nashville always was a con country but mostly the good studios production record labels managers things that we're missing big time here in austin yeah, the music business has, has been has never slowed down there. It is just alive and well, big time, seemingly almost maybe more than anywhere. Hey, did, when you were yeah. in Memphis, did you by any chance, I might have asked you this, did you go to the Gibson factory there? Or is, is there still, I mean, I guess there's still a Gibson factory there, right? Uh, it's closed. Really? I, I, I was there because it's very, I, I went to Bill Street. And it's at the end of Bill Street, the, uh, the Gibson factory, but it's not there anymore. They still have a banner and everything. Uh, they're, they're, not, they're doing everything in Nashville, I think, now. Okay. I went there in, it might have been about 2009 or 10, maybe, when I was in Memphis. And I didn't go to Graceland, but I went to uh, the Rock and Roll and, and uh, what is it, Museum of Rock and Roll and Soul or something like that. Bill Street, obviously, I, um, <clears throat> Gibson factory. Yeah, I was there uh, in the Rock and Rock and Soul Museum in Graceland. Sun Records, obviously, Sun Records. Yeah, yeah. It was uh, pretty impressive, and uh, uh, a lot of good things happening in, in Sun Records too. Because uh, because of Kobai, we were only five people doing the tour, and uh, people in Memphis are extremely nice. So most of the people working at the museums, Graceland. And uh, some records, they are musicians too. So I was talking with them at the end of the tour with the guy that he that he did the tour. And, um, 
Sun Records. He allowed me to take a couple of pictures inside by myself too with the Elvis microphone that he used in the 50s, B.B. King and Johnny Cass, Jerry Lewis, Carl Perkins, you know, all the Sun Records guys. And it's pretty impressive that Sun Records is still like the 50s. They didn't change anything. The same wall, the same... Roof, the same sample is probably the, the, the corner with more rock and roll in the wall because everything happened there in the 50s all the big stars including Elvis Presley of course it was uh, it was very nice there's a cool a cool thing when I was in Billy Street I went to a bar to have a Tennessee whiskey so there was a blues band playing so the, the host uh, asked me, are you going to drink or eat? You well, I'm going to drink. And they say, well, you have to eat because, because this thing with the Kuwait, we cannot only serve you drinks. Well, uh, but don't you worry. You can, I will bring you something. You pay for that. And that's all. So she gave me literally uh, one onion ring, one onion ring. <laughs> she charged me 50 cents and then. <laughs> Oh, and then and Jack Daniels. So and that's it. So this thing about restaurants and bars is being so ridiculous. So okay, now if I eat in a one <laughs> onion ring, the Kobai is not happening. So anyway, uh, I pay for the onion ring. I pay for the whiskey. I was um, listening to Ben. So they were pretty awesome. You know, blues in Memphis are very good. So I went to tip the band. And I gave them $20, so they saw when I put the $20. They said, whoa, whoa, $20. It's been a while. They said, thank you very much, man. We are struggling so bad. And say, I know, I'm a musician too. And, and, and I was a stand-up in that time. And all the bar was looking at me. But I, oh, yeah, but what is that accent from? They said, well, I'm from Ohio. No, I'm from Memphis. I'm from Spain. And they said, but I live in Austin, Texas. So then the guitar player said, okay, I have a question for you. Which is better, 6th Street or Bill Street? So, well, I'd say since I live in Austin, I will have to say 6th Street. But after seeing you playing, I have to say Bill Street. <laughs> so they like it and they play a Stevie Ray Bogan song for me. Ah. <laughs> and I, that was a cool story. Like, very nice people. Do you remember what the bar was? Boogie Rom or Boogie, you know, at the beginning, uh, Boogie Boogie Rom or something like that? I think I might know which one you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely some great, I've seen some amazing bands yeah. there. Those those BB King clubs are always fun to go to as well. I saw like really great bands. Uh, so I think even just the house bands are so good, you know, at those places, both in Memphis and Nashville. That'd be a really fun region to tour man it'd be a lot of fun to, to play those those places well we we were about to play there do you remember the the yeah. i was talking with memphis and uh, i think it was 2019 we were um, about to play bill street two nights so it didn't happen because uh, i was trying to book dallas in arkansas and it didn't happen so but i still have the contact they, they really want the band and uh, they have like a biker night too. So Memphis is a pretty good place. I, I love it. So, and, uh, the music is still there and uh, all the vintage things. 
it surprised me in a, it, it surprised me in a good way. Yeah, I think it'll be cool there too to go to play in Memphis, play alone with the king and tell that story. It's a cool story. Yeah. yeah. People love Elvis there. Yeah, I would I would hope so. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> of course. Uh, yeah, no, we will we will. For sure we will. Yeah, just trying to get through this, man. We'll see. We'll see what happens. And you know, um back to Gibson, um hopefully we'll be able to do uh something um, <clears throat> some sort of Gibson uh, thing too, right? And in, in 2021, maybe uh, something at the uh, the showroom or something. Probably at the beginning of the year, we need to talk about it. Um, I was talking with Gibson. Um, in fact, they offered me like, uh, "Would you like to do a live stream concert here at the song room? Yeah, that would be awesome." But and I was about we were talking about to do it. However, since we have the single coming and the video i think we have enough for this year and uh, i think it could be awesome to start 2021 doing a live stream in gibson's room and that was a good call you got the holidays coming up there's a lot of stuff going on singles coming out focus on that and then come uh, out probably and, we will yeah with that yeah but probably probably we will do it, it, it the austin gibson's room is fantastic i love it i have a great stage and a pretty cool place and now that I, we will rock. I think about it. The first time I ever saw you was at the Gibson showroom because it was a Grammy party is what it was. Yeah. Uh, in fact, I was cleaning myself. Random story. From the other day. Because <laughs> and I saw that picture that we had in the Grammys that we are so cool in the grammy oh, you are eating nachos. Man, I forgot about that. I'm in, I'm sitting there eating yes. a fucking nacho. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> we were trying to look at we were posing, posing in the, I was like eating the nacho, like nice shirt on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, in front of the Grammy's banner, like a, pretending that we are a Grammy winners. You are, <laughs> you are eating nachos. <laughs> that was cool. Yeah, man, that would have been. I will, uh, I, will I will send it to you that picture. No, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, it's probably, maybe it's on your. Would you just come up as like a memory or something? I think I saw it recently too, right? Like on a Facebook memory or something. I was a Grammy member, uh, a Grammy member during three years, but when I moved to LA, I was a Grammy member in the Texas chapter. When I moved to LA, I lost the the membership. Because I need to request again in Los Angeles and California that I didn't. So when I came back, uh, I didn't do neither with the Texas chapter again, but I, but I will. I mean, yeah, obviously now everything's virtual. They're doing a virtual yeah. mixer this year. Um, yeah, man. Well, um, I wish you were. Um, I, I don't know how this is going to turn out because you kind of drop in here and there. It's been a fun interview obviously anyway anything else you want to plug before we have rob come in here and tell a shit story <laughs> well uh, obviously thank you very much for this interview and for the support and uh 2021 we made it with 2020 almost almost <laughs> we almost made it in 2020 and uh rock and roll we are survivors uh, we are used to hard times so 
Let's do it. Let's do it again in 2021. Let's see what happens. Let's fight for this and uh, keep uh, keep them rocking in the free world. Well, you know, you came out. Like you said 2019 was a great year, building contacts, the Mayans, setting up the Gibson thing, Eileen and and uh, San Antonio, uh, just all these, you know, uh, lethal threat, all these different uh, things, and then um, really kicked off 2020 with a bang. You know, did the the live performance came out, went and played Gibson, you know, at the NAM show and then come back and world shuts down. COVID happens, you know, there's nothing you can do about it, but here, this sort of accidental cool thing happened. You go have a, have a day alone with the King in Graceland, write a song. And so now ending the year with this kick-ass new single and, and video. So that's pretty cool, man. You know, at least your book fucked up your 2020. Well, you know, that was the idea because I, um, I have I have more songs, uh, some ballads, some rock and rollers, but, but uh, I really want to. We want to finish the year kicking ass, playing rock and roll. The song is super high energy, by uh, positive vibes, and and yes, it, it was a tough year, no doubt about it. But we made it. We made it, and, and we end the year rocking out. That's what we do. So uh, we are alive. That's the number one thing. That's the most important thing. And we are rocking. Come on. Agreed. I, yeah, that's my that's my mo right now. Is stay alive. And we know? have a we have a very sexy accent. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's not a hipster accent, so you know. It's not so, a hipster accent, but that's that's yeah, that's <laughs> a lot. <laughs> so it, it, I say this because. I did a small video, like one uh, recorded. You know, Robert. They say, "Okay, let's let's." It was just one shot. It, it, it was okay. Yeah, yeah, it was okay. It was okay. But all right, so we put it out, and a lot of people told me, "Yeah, I like it, but uh, your accent is very thick." But, well, of course, I'm from fucking Spain. Why you expect me? Today, when I say that, well, I have a podcast. I say. Are you gonna fake your accent? And he said, "Well, no." <laughs> fake it, yeah, like Arnold Schwarzenegger in the old Hercules movie. Like, oh. you know, that's what we should do. We should just overdub like some white guy on all the bulls on all bulls. To well, we got a new single coming out on the twenty fifth. <laughs> I went to Graceland. <laughs> I went to Graceland, but I can't. I can't. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I do your Texas accent one more time for the record. You're here for the great state of Texas. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. I, I love my Lone Star. God damn it. Love my Lone Star. I was I'm leading George Strait since I was a kid. Driving <laughs> my pickup truck. <laughs> I want some moonshine. <clears throat> That's me down. Uh, there was a funny story in New Braunfels. I went there. I was trying to book a gig. I don't want to say in the bar, but I, w- I was trying to book a Bullets Buffalo's gig forever there. And they never answered me. So I get pissed off. So I drove my truck there in person. I said, I'm going to book this damn gig. Yes or yes? So I went there, came in with my 6'6 foot and my cowboy boots. 
and my Spanish accent. <laughs> so, so, hello, uh, I introduced myself. Uh, can I talk with the manager? Well, the manager is not here. Well, I have a CD and I would like to book a, a gig. So, okay, give me the CD. I will give him to, to him. So I'm assisting her in a good way, not in a bad way. Well, but please don't throw it in the trash because all the time this happened. So there was two truckers there. They were short guys. But suddenly one of them came to me and he said, are you looking for a fight? No. Are you coming here for a fight? No, I came here trying to book a gig. <laughs> so in those days, I was dating Roxy. I think you remember Roxy. is a sweetie girl. I love her. But she's a short girl. And, uh, and she told me, don't worry, boo, I get this. Oh, now I feel very, very good. Oh, you get this? And she told me, I'm Texan. Oh, now I feel totally safe. <laughs> so so the, the guy keeps insisting that he wants to fight with me. So, and then I saw he was wearing a Chevy, Chevy truck cap. And, I, and he, I saw the same Chevy that I had outside. And he said, hey, man, are you driving that Chevy truck? I said, yeah, that's my truck. Well, I have the same truck. No fucking way. Yes, I have it. So take a look. It's a, so it was looking at me like five seconds. You want to have a beer? <laughs> so, all right. So the, 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 and then he was, who was my? Suddenly your besties. Best friends. <laughs> and that's the worst. My best friend, suddenly. That's the worst when you're like, you know, you're with some girl who's like five foot two and she's like, oh, hell no. And she's like fucking up to a gang full of guys that are just ready to throw down. And you're like, oh, <laughs> thanks. This is going to be great for me. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so proud. I love if, if Roxy's seeing these, uh, I, I love her. We're still very good friends. And uh, she's a sweet uh, woman. But I was, she's like very short. And, um, and she pushed me and said, don't worry, I got this. I said, oh, well, now I feel very protective. They said, oh, bull, I'm Texan. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> oh, Texan. It's got to be Texas. You can automatic Texan. You can automatically whoop ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nothing else funny. required. Simply, oh, oh, he's Texan. Don't fuck with him. <laughs> so, yeah, that's, that's what it is. Well, cool, man. Hey. Hey man, well, I tried texting Rob because I really want him to pop his head in there. But maybe, 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 maybe let me let me call him. Wait, hold oh, on there. What's going on? Try to squeeze one out of him. If you catch my drift. Probably on the toilet. I mean, sweating. Bill will come back. He'll be like, he said he'll be here in three hours. <laughs> He's working on something right now. <laughs> he said he shouldn't have had that second pizza. Bull walks out. Rob's nowhere to be seen. There's just like some pizza crust on the counter. <laughs> See. He he can do it. <laughs> he's, he's shy, right? He's got shy. He's got cold feet. Yeah, he's a. He's a yeah. I am. I'm very sleepy. <laughs> oh, Rob! I thought Rob would jump at the opportunity to guest on a podcast. 
You you need to do a podcast with Rob. Oh, yeah, we've talked about it, man. We'll definitely do something. I mean, uh, I'm glad you got on and we talked about I, I was like, and this was before the whole single thing came up. And uh, I was like, well, you know, it'd be perfect to do it right around now because it's the year anniversary of when we definitely. did the live show. And now it just turns out, boom, the single's coming out this week, too. So it's perfect, man. Um, it, it is perfect. But yeah, I mean, I'm glad you got on now, too, because, I mean, we're booked all the way through February for the most part. So it's been pretty awesome, man, getting... That's one nice thing about doing this and just knowing all these different musicians, man. It's been pretty, pretty cool getting all these different people on and just catching up and shooting the breeze, you know? <laughs> yeah, and I, I saw Mark. Just keep freezing, man. <laughs> it's like I say something and I'm, I'm freezing? Like, yeah, no, like, no, yeah, well, say something and then you're sitting there. <laughs> Like, like Jesus Christ. <laughs> anyway, man. Well, shit, dude. If you, uh, <laughs> I'm fucking fried. <laughs> I don't even know where else to go. Just tell us a great shit story and we'll sign off. <laughs> Hell bent on ruining our Everyone's just going to start tuning in and be like, yeah, all those guys want to talk about is just shitting. <laughs> I... I it, Mom, bull, power through it. You know, you know, I have so many crazy stories, but when someone tells me, hey, tell us a story, I always, it's like, oh, it's like, but what I can tell you, a pretty cool story when we play in Mexico City in a biker festival, and um, we, we were escorted by the military from the airport to the festival because it was a dangerous place. So we were scored by the by the militars. Um, when we were, it was like eighteen thousand bikers. So we were in the sound check, and there was a lot of. Militars with Mashiku, and so and I was doing the sound check, and two guys show up. And I was like, I was freezing. <laughs> Is it what happened? They say, well, the governor is coming, right? So, and then uh, he told me, uh, well, the governor wants to take pictures with the whole bands and everything. So, right. And the governor was riding a, a Harley Davidson, but you can tell that he was dressing as a biker. And you can you could tell that he he was one of his first time. He was, he was like shaking like that, <laughs> the Harley Davidson. So finally, I took a picture with the governor and do it like, like this. I have that picture on Facebook and two guys with a submachi gun behind of me. So that picture is on Facebook. And it was a pretty, pretty rock and roll cool story. You know, when we were driving to Dallas, man, you were you were telling me some crazy shit about <laughs> Mexico, right? I mean, like some. Oh, it, I mean, they fucking party all night long, right? Like if you're in the band, like you're in and they want to fucking get down and party, right? After party, right? After and before. <laughs> the thing with Mexico is the only place that, that I was playing when you ask for catering, catering, they only give you twice. It mostly, most of the times when you say, hey, I want uh, whatever, food, cheese, <laughs> a bottle of whiskey for the band, they, most of the time they don't give you shit. But these guys, they put you double. 
If you ask for, I don't know, like a couple of pizzas and, and snacks, four pizzas, double snacks, a bottle of tequila, no, two bottles of tequila. And what they really want is you hanging out with them and partying. And sometimes they even sell tickets for the backstage, and you have to, by contract, stay in there a couple of hours More partying with the people that paid the bill. So they, I love party. They love parties. So, uh, but you can't handle if you are on tour. We did like twenty-seven gigs uh, straight, and man, it was we were partying all the twenty-seven gigs. I couldn't because I'm the singer, oh. and I, and and I cannot be drinking every night. So, but if you don't do it, they they, they like that. Like they like to drink with you, having fun, and. The Mexican men, they did it. Uh, I couldn't do it. <laughs> I did it too. I was partying and uh, I was trying to focus and, and do a good tour and do a good show. And uh, these, they are pretty generous people. I feel like you told me, and I don't know if it was in, maybe it wasn't in Mexico, but it there seems like there was something you told me about a, a gig that you played where you guys showed up somewhere. Ah, I don't know what it was, man. And you walked in. And it was like the the record stops playing, and it's just like all these, not skinhead types, but the kind of like Confederate flag, good old boys, and you're just like, oh shit! But did I, there was some. Oh, st- that was that was. The first time that we did the uh, the first time, Costamos um, was driving the van, and we get lost. I don't know how we get lost, and. Generally, the guitar player was the guitar player. Um, she she needed to go to the bathroom, so we stopped in a crazy gas station in the middle of nowhere. We didn't know even we were following the, the GPS, but uh, it took us for a bird. It is a shit story. Very weird. Uh, the very weird gas station, like. Uh, <laughs> So we were in the, the whole bay. We get in with both sandwich and things like that. So we asked for the micro oven to heat the nap. They said, yeah, go to, at the end of the gas station, there is a small room open and you have the micro oven there. Costanos and me, the drummer, we went there and we opened it, the wrong door. We opened the wrong door and said, a lot of weed smoke, like a lot, like a, like a fucking wall. And then Leonard Skinner was playing a huge volume, like a whole. What is this? It was like a like a hiding camera or something. It was a lot of people with a rubber flag and everything, like a 15 guys looking at us. Uh, okay. <laughs> and the whole band is said, they had a crazy party. They said, Who are you? And said, well, we want to hit this sandwich. So then we start talking with them. We told them that we are rock and rollers. They, they, oh, they, they become to be very excited about it. And I saw them a couple of videos playing and things like that. So they thought that we were famous or whatever. So they start buying us CDs, T-shirts. So we start partying with them. And then they had a crazy party. and said, what is this? Is this a bar? No, this is a speakeasy, man. 
So are you counting every Saturday here? No, every single day. All right, so you probably they have a private party in a gas station in the middle of nowhere. So grab a beer, man, grab a beer. So one of the guys came to me and, where is that accent? I'm from Spain. No, you're from Australia. Well, no. <laughs> you sound Australian to me. Well, now I'm from Spain. No, no, you don't sound, you doesn't, you don't sound Mexican. No, no, Spain, Europe, and then that. They keep insisting. God damn, man. God damn, man. You're a tall motherfucker. You're a tall motherfucker. But don't play with me. You sound Australian to me. Well, I'm not Australian. Yeah, blue eyes, white skin, I'm a blonde. Come on. I'm a, so he, he becomes to be upset. Well, you know, I'm, yes, I'm from Australia. I'm, I'm from Australia. I knew you were from fucking Australia. I know you were from fucking Australia. So I, and he stopped talking to me about Australia. And I was talking about kangaroos with him. Like, yeah. And then, and then Gustavus was crying, laughing. And I don't know why they were talking with me all the time. Because, oh, you are very tall. So this is true. You can ask the rest of the band. One guy came. Say, hey, that girl wants to meet you. Excuse me? No. That girl over there wants to meet you. Oh, she wants to meet me. Oh, sure, sure. So I could tell she was very shy, and they were pulling her, like forcing her. Say, oh, come on, guys, don't worry. They were forcing. She was almost as tall as me. So she came to me and very, very shy. She was kind of hot. She was very... <laughs> she gets to be and say, nice to meet you. And when she laughs, she only has one tooth. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, <laughs> believe me, only one. In the middle. I don't know how you can have one tooth. So <laughs> I didn't say nothing, but Kyle Jude, the other guitar player, he started laughing and he told him, come on, bull, sign an autograph. Sign him. So the... Kyle started laughing, Costamos too. The guys began to be pissed off because they realized that. So uh, one of the guys said, I think it's time to go. I think it's time to go. So we, we say goodbye very fast and we left. Very nice people, very crazy party. It was kind of Tarantino movie. At, and I'm talking about three or four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. As a Texas, deep Texas. Yeah, that's the. <laughs> Uh, that's a crazy story, man. That's a good ending point right there. I knew there was something in there. Remember, I feel yeah, like that, that, that crazy shit on the way to Dallas. I was like, those are some good ones. Oh, and I remember when uh, Jen Lee say, "Oh, maybe this is a good place," and they have all outside. They have pickup traps with the rubber flag. Maybe <laughs> that's when you just go shit in the woods, man. Just <laughs> deal with it for the best. Let's try it. They, they were super nice with us. Super nice. Till till the end. They was uh, at the end they turned a little bit. But they were they were super nice. Honestly, everybody was super nice with me in Texas. That's why it's the best. That's why it's your most favorite place you've ever lived. Uh, I love Texas. I always say that. <laughs> I like the pride and I like the I like the culture, the music, and I really like the, the this this place. Well, thanks for coming on the podcast, man. 
Thank you very much, guys. It was a pleasure. I love you too. I love Texas and I love you too. <laughs> How do you say that in Spain? In Spain? In Espanol? <laughs> in Espanol. <laughs> How do you say that in Australian? <laughs> but uh, you know the thing it, it, in, in, um, in English you can tell a guy if he's your brother if you may hey I love you man but in Spanish it sounds like uh, it doesn't sound it sounds like uh, you know Spanish, Spanish is a very romantic language you use that when for, for another for another <laughs> mi amor bull <laughs> That's all, like, literally, that's all I, I Mia Mor, Mia Mor Baracho, right? Yeah, but you, you land it. Yeah, that's what we do. We love and we drink. That's it. That's it. That's that. That's you summed up all of Spain. All of Australia. All about Australia is love and drink. <laughs> all right, hermano. I think I got that right. Yeah, brother. Look at me. Look at me dropping this wow. now. Spanish lingo over here. You're you're natural. I'm a natural. Yeah, it's all that that uh, it's uh, Senor Todd's class, man. Senor Todd. <laughs> uh, well, this has been Paul uh, Diego from Holy Los Buffaloes. Um, in and out with the Zoom call, but we had a blast. And um, yeah, the new single comes out on the 25th. Alone with the King, I can attest it's an awesome song. I'm sure it's going to be an awesome video. It's an absolute blast being a part of it. So I'm stoked, man. I can't wait to promote it. Thanks for coming on here. Uh, go tell Rob that we just talked a bunch of shit about him literally on the podcast. <laughs> and uh, that he needs to I will. Thank you very much, guys. Keep on rocking in the free world. Later on, man. Thank you. Take care. Sin alcohol, sin sustitutos de la acción.
Feel like